to our F3 podcast, where we discuss all things faith, family, and finances. And remember, no subject is off limits. We are your host today. Uh, I am Dr. Lionel and Blair Sr., and I'm here with my lovely, gorgeous, perfect wife, <laughs> Dr. Jasmine Blair. As always, we got a good one for you today. Yes, indeed. Thank you for the introduction. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. Go ahead and click like, share, and subscribe, and hit that notification button so you will be notified when our next episode premieres. So today we're going to be talking about stewarding your finances. I think this is a great topic um, for anybody because we yeah. all have finances and we all need to know how to manage them. Yes, indeed. And see, financial management is something that uh, we counsel people in often. Yes, indeed. Often because um, uh, this is a big issue. It, it definitely is. So before we get started, just a quick disclaimer. This is not official financial advice. All right. We advise you to sit down with a financial advisor and a professional to help you go through your unique information. This is intended to be informational and entertaining as well. And this is not intended to be official financial advice. Now that you know, <laughs> let's talk about your money, honey. Okay. All right. So let, 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 let's talk about these big bucks that people can't seem to keep. All right. That people cannot seem to keep. All right. So this this is this is very important here. Stewardship, because um, people think their answer to all their life's woes is more money. But it seems to me the more money you have, the less you steward. Or the less money you have, the less you steward. Mm. I find that it's bad stewardships on both ends. Mm -hmm. So more may be an answer for you. But if you don't deal with your mindset and your habits, come on. If you don't deal with your spending habits, your budgeting habits, okay, you are not going to see financial increase. That's it. You know, just because you got it don't mean you're supposed to spend it. Uh-oh. There's nothing wrong with having more. Nothing wrong with having nice things. I like nice things. Absolutely. I like a lot of nice things. <laughs> but I can afford what I like. Okay? Exactly. And I can afford what I wear. That's why I wear them. Okay? So so the thing is, is that you, you have to be able to budget where you are. Steward your finances for where you are. And stewarding looks different for everybody. But nevertheless, nobody is supposed to spend foolishly. But, but we all need to learn how to invest wisely. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's important for people to realize that we go through seasons of faith and having to trust God. And, and that is definitely something that's key. But then you go through a season where it's not about you trusting God. It's just about you being responsible. Responsible. And, you know, the reality of it is a lot of people make the mistake of using trusting God and faith in God as an excuse to be financially irresponsible. Oh, I'm just going to trust God. I understand you trust in God, but does trusting God mean you need to buy a whole new wardrobe? No, it doesn't. At that point, you should be buying what you need. Oh, well, I'm trusting God, but you out to eat every week. 
every every week. week you out to eat, but you you trust in God, not to supply your actual needs, but just to fulfill your gluttony. Can't cook. Refuse you see what I'm cook. saying? Come on. So there there's this place that we've got to get to and break up this religious lie. That's right. Trusting God is not an excuse to be financially ignorant and irresponsible. It's not. Yeah. It's not because you have to grow to a place where you take ownership over your finances. You take ownership to steward what you're spending, how much you're spending, where you're spending it. And most people don't keep track of what they spend anyway. They don't keep track of what they spend. They, they don't know what they spend. They don't want to look at what they spend. Sometimes you looking at what you spend is the wake up call that you need. If you don't know how much money you're spending on fast food, how much money you're spending on gas, how much money you're spending on going out and doing things. Again, nothing wrong with going out and doing things. But if you don't know how much money you're spending on it and you haven't budgeted for it, that's a problem. You've got to get to a place where if you are going to go out to eat and do all this stuff, there it, there needs to be money set aside for it. And you need to be well aware of what you're cutting back or having to sacrifice or give up as a result. So you can say, OK, I like to eat. Here's my eating money. But this is this is where I'm cutting back and, and I'm staying within a means that I have set for self-control. Self-control. And that's the reality of it. Most yeah. people just spell, oh, I'm trusting God. There is no self-control. There's no healthy boundary with what you're, even if it's something enjoyable, even if it's something that you need, how much are you spending? You can't spend a thousand dollars on clothes and groceries every month. Come on in. There still has to be a healthy boundary, a limit of restraint that you're of, of your spending, because if you don't exercise some type of control over your spending, you can have a million dollars and, and still be broke. You know, it's like that book um, in a millionaire next door. And they talk about people being income affluent versus balance affluent. You can make a lot of money, but at the end of the day, your bank account tells the true story. There a lot of money can flow through your hands. You can do a lot of things. You can buy a lot of things to have. But at the end of the day, your bank account tells the real picture of where you actually are financially. Yeah. And for a lot of people, where they actually are, they're they're looking at what they make, but they're not looking at what they have. It's hmm. just a high dollar amount of of hand to foot. And you're just the money's passing through, flowing through like water, and you're not retaining anything, you're not building anything, there's nothing being set aside. You have no hope for generational wealth because your idea is every dollar I make is mine to just burn up and spend on whatever I want to. Yeah. And if that's your idea, if that's your understanding, you know you're not stewarding your finances the way that you should be. And, and, and you made a good point. It's a difference between what you make and what you have yes. left over. Yes. And I've known, you know, we've seen people make six figures. Bro, mm -hmm. how you make six figures and brag about making six figures too, but you still broke. Can't give $25, can't give $50. Can't give nothing in the offering basket, can't pay your tithes and offering. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you but 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 you over here trying to purchase a house. You over here trying to purchase a car. You over here trying to purchase all this and that, okay? And you can't give nothing. Mm -hmm. You're living above your means. Absolutely. Just Listen, just because you get a million dollars don't mean you're supposed to go get a mansion. Yes. Okay. 
Come on, stay right there. Stay right there. That's good. Just because you get a million dollars don't mean you go get a mansion. Mm-hmm. There are nice houses that are that are that that have that that has pretty good size and volume to them. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe you should try one of those. Yes, you get a million dollars. You know, I remember um, I saw, I think it was Elon Musk. He, he, he had tweeted something mm-hmm. and, and uh, he said, um, you know, you know, he's been staying. It is a multi-billionaire. He said um, he's been um, staying in a $50,000 home. Mm. And he said that he likes he likes the smaller houses because it's more. It's more homey, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just paraphrasing what he said. Mm-hmm. So. So, so you have to love simplicity. There's nothing wrong with liking stuff. I like nice stuff, but I like simplicity. Mm-hmm. My wife will tell you, I'm very simplistic. I'm I'm not hard to please at all. Okay, uh, 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 I do like nice stuff. I like a little gold sometimes. You know, <laughs> you know, I like gold. Bless the Lord, I like my gold. But you know, you know, outside of that, I mean, I'm very simplistic. I like clothes. I mean, I like a little Burberry, but you know. You know, I'm I'm my closet ain't full of Burberry. Okay, my closet full of polo. Okay, and polo po- polo ain't super expensive. Okay, either you can like nice quality stuff at a nice price. That's good. Yeah, you, you understand what I'm saying. So 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 yeah, you want to upgrade yourself and all of that, but you know you want to also look at what you have. Sometimes some of y'all can only afford to shop at the thrift store, and that's okay. You can buy the nicest thing in that thrift store. That's right. Come on, come on. There's some stuff in the thrift store, man. You you make it look nice, and you fix it up and stuff like that. You you look like a darn professional. Yeah. Okay. You, you can still look like where you're going. Who you think donating clothes to the thrift store? Right. You go to the right thrift store, you're gonna find some good stuff. Cause I'm thinking about donating. I'm, I'm thinking about donating some of the stuff I got. Okay, mm-hmm. cause I got some nice stuff. Yeah, we got some things to donate. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but 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 these are two people, my wife and myself. You know, who will keep clothes for years. Yes, keep clothes for years. I mean, I, I mean, I had stuff that I kept for like ten years, still wearing them. It's a shame. But but you know, when 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 um. You know, you're used to not having you steward what you have and take care of it and take care of it. So now so now that I'm able to afford the clothes that I like, okay, I still take care of them and I don't splurge because I can. Right. All right. Some 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 of y'all don't have a thousand dollars in the bank, but 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 you got Louis Vuitton purses. Mm-hmm. You 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 got a you got um uh, uh um um you got Gucci how how mm-hmm. how do you uh, see here's a mentality of these yep. people. I've seen I've seen people with Mercedes Benz in an apartment complex. Yeah. Why do you why why is that the mentality? Yeah. You got some um you got some uh, uh Toyotas that are nice. Get you get your Toyota. Get you a Hyundai. A Hyundai. Mm-hmm. Them, them new Hyundai's are very nice. Listen. Listen. Okay. Okay. The new Hyundai's are nice. Okay. So so why 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 do you need a Benz? Because if you can't afford a house, you really can't afford a Benz. That part. But see, a lot of people buy cars. Uh, because of how other how it makes other people perceive them. Mm-hmm. 
you trying to impress a bunch of people that ain't getting you paid. Mm hmm. Huh? You trying to impress a bunch of people? Listen, if you don't affect my money, I don't care what you. I don't. I don't care how you view me. Okay. So, so when it comes to stewardship, you got to realize where you are and what you can manage and maintain. All right. What you can manage and what you can maintain. Because a lot of times we buy stuff we can't maintain. And, and, and you, you, you may be able to afford to take the Mercedes Benz off the lot, but you may not be able to afford the upkeep. Mm -hmm. That huh? part. Huh? You may not be able to afford the upkeep. Okay. Uh, uh, how much your oil change is to the $300? Too much. Uh, <laughs> oil, cha oil change like $300. And I may have the numbers wrong, but, but it's high. And we're going to get on the battery. God forbid your battery, mm -hmm. one of your batteries go out because it got two. Mm -hmm. God forbid if one of your batteries go out. My God. Battery like $1,000. Yeah. So you you need to make sure that you can upkeep what you're trying to buy. That's very true. And that brings me to the next point. And you kind of hit on it. An increase doesn't mean to, to spend more. Right. And I find that a lot of people, as soon as you get an increase, as soon as you get a raise, you just you start spending more just buying stuff that you don't actually need. You know, when you get that increase, set it aside, get that increase, but keep maintaining on the same level that you were already maintaining. Come on. That way you can start to build or take that increase or maybe a portion of that increase. Let's say you get an increase and you end up getting an extra $300 a month. Okay, how about you set $200 aside you take $100 and start to apply that to some type of debt and start working on getting out of debt. Sometimes your increase is not just for you to go buy stuff. You need to start looking at a bigger financial picture and looking at a greater future for yourself. Come on. But a lot of people, oh, this is my increase. This is my blessing. And what are you doing? Out doing stupid stuff. Stupid. Buying clothes, eating stuff, going to shows, going out of town, all this stuff that you don't need. And see, the problem that I have with a lot of people, especially until you shift your mentality, because we talked about that on the previous episode on how it starts up here first. Until you shift your mentality, every little increase you think you, you get, you think you have to reward yourself. Don't you know how childish that is? That's a child. Oh, I got a good grade. What do I get? Do I get a dollar? Do I get this? Do I get that? Every right. time you get an increase, you, you have to reward yourself. You have to have a cookie. You got to go out to eat. You got to go shopping. You got to treat yourself. You don't have to treat yourself every time you get an increase. You're grown. If you're actually uh, uh, sowing and living a good life and you're speaking into your increase and speaking favor over your own life, it will happen. That's not something for you to reward yourself for every time you get some type of increase. And, and it's that unresolved place of gratification and that childish me, me, me. What do I get? What do I get? What do I get? That's why some of you can't get anywhere. That's why you have the spending habits that you do. Just like people emotionally eat, people emotionally spend. That's true. You know, we, we, we tend to joke as a society and a culture about retail therapy, but that's a real thing. People get all upset, then they go shopping, then they feel better. Why? Because they done bought them something that's new, nice, and shiny. So 
No, look at why you spend. Do you spend because you're unhappy? Do you spend to make yourself on, feel better? Do you spend to try to impress family and friends that don't have like you and is jealous of you and talk about you behind your back anyway? Anyway. Do you spend because you're angry? Do you spend because you're mad and unhappy in your marriage at home? Okay, well, if you're not going to, I'm going to spend it just so you can't spend. Why do you spend the way that you spend? Why do you spend the way that you spend? Once you actually get to the root of it, then you can start to deal with this setting your increase aside. Instead, every time you get an increase, you got to go squander it in something else. Retail therapy. <laughs> now, I like to shop, but it's not emotional do. shopping. No. We we go shop. We enjoy shopping. We, we take our time. We make a whole day, but it's something that's planned. Mm -hmm. It's okay. We going shopping. This is what we spending. This is this is the limit. This is your limit. This is my. This this is there. There are healthy boundaries to the retail. Shopping can make you feel better, but it shouldn't be therapy for you. Exactly. Find a therapist. Find a therapist. Uh, 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 uh get your emotional health together. Mm -hmm. My goodness, you know I don't get wrong. I like to shop, but it ain't for therapy. <laughs> Okay, it ain't for therapy, bless, bless the Lord. So, 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 with, with, with that being said, you know, just because you got it, don't mean you should spend it. What you need to do is uh, uh, talk to a financial investor on how to invest it. Absolutely. Now, I want you to go to that passage of scripture that you yes, got there. Yes, yes, and, yes, yes. We're going to help these people with some book chapter verse. This is one of my favorite parables in the Bible. In the Bible, all right, Matthew 25, all right, it's called the parable of the talents. I'm going to start at verse 14. And then we talk about the kingdom here, right, for all mm -hmm. y'all kingdom folks. It says, for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. Mm. Not even, it wasn't even the servant's goods, it was the master's goods, mm -hmm. all right? And then it says, and unto one he gave Five talents to another two to another one to every man according to his several ability mm -hmm. and straightway took his journey. So he gave the talents to, uh, to, to, to the servants according to what they was able to handle. Mm. Woo. Okay. So, so what you got now is what you can handle. Come on. All right. The money you got now. I don't care how, I don't care if it's a dollar. That's what you can handle. Mm. All right. Woo, that's good. Come on. Yeah. So then he that received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them five other talents. Mm. So he doubled his master's profits. Wow. Now, and likewise, he that had received two he also gained other two. Mm. So he flipped and doubled his master's talents. He flipped it. And talents is money. Mm-hmm. Right? This is my money. Show, let me show you how God feel about money. Right? Mm-hmm. It says, but he that had received one lazy bum <laughs> went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. Woo! And long after the Lord of those servants cometh in reckoning with him, reckoning with them. In other words, he came back after a long time. So that means he gave you enough time, okay, to profit, mm -hmm. right? So now he coming back, okay, wanting to see what you did with his money, right? 
Yeah. So it says, verse 20, and so he that received the five talents came and brought the other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I've I've gained beside them five talents more. Mm-hmm. And the Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Huh? Mm. Y'all think y'all just gonna hear that when you get to heaven. Well, come on. Huh? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. And uh, mm. it says, Thou has been what faithful over a Few things, few things I will make thee ruler over many. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Some of y'all don't have no joy because you poor stewards. Mm. Now, 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 check this out. It uh-huh. says, "He also that I have received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Mm-hmm. And behold, I have gained two other talents beside them." His Lord said unto him, well done, good and faithful servant. Thou has been faithful over a few things. Yeah, you were faithful over $1,000. You were faithful over $500. You were faithful over your $200. You were faithful over your $10,000. Y'all think that's a lot of money. That ain't a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Y'all were faithful over your $20,000. Huh? And you flipped it, right? Right. It says now, it says, it says, Thou hast been faithful of a few things. I will make thee ruler over many. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Right? So, then it says, Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where mm. thou hast not straw. Mm. And I was afraid. And went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou, thou hast that that is thine. Now, now, first of all, one thing about poor folks is this: <laughs> they always looking, they always criticize the rich. Yes, and they the always time. criticize how the rich get their money. Okay, first of all, the Bible says the wealth of the wicked is later for the just. Mm-hmm. So, so, so with me being wealthy, you may see me with some folks that may not serve God. You may see me reaping in areas where I have not sown. Mm-hmm. See, because rich people know how to do that. There's a strategy to that. Mm-hmm. Reaping where you have not sown. But see, there, there are other laws and business dealings and all that stuff behind that. Right? But poor folks ain't privy to that. Right? So you criticize it in an area where you're not even at. Mm, come on. See, that's what poor people do. And these are the people that are the least productive, those that are the, the most critical. Mm. But l- listen, the most every every super critical person I've ever met, poor, broke, mm. don't got nothing. You still living in your mama's basement somewhere. Come on. Okay. You still living, you still living in a two-bedroom apartment, and there's five of y'all in there. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So then it says what? I was afraid. Another thing. He said, I, I was afraid. He had fear. Fear keeps you poor too. Because mm-hmm. you won't step out and do nothing. You won't take a chance on nothing. Okay. You you scary about everything. You're scary about everything. Some of you don't have nothing left to lose. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you already don't got nothing. So, so you don't got nothing left to lose. So you need to step out there and do something with the little bit of money you got. Okay. It says what? Verse 20. And the Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked huh? and slothful servant, thou knowest that I reap where I have not, 
where, where, where I sow not and gathered, where I have not straw. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the, to the exchanges, and then at my coming, I should have received my own usury. In other words, you should have put it in the bank. You should have put it in the bank where you can draw some interest. But you didn't even do that. Mm. He says, take therefore the talent from him and give it unto uh, uh, him that have ten talents. First of all, I want to say this. He called them wicked and slothful. Don't you know God judges how wicked and lazy you are according to how you handle money? Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, a lot of y'all think money don't matter to God. It does. When you don't give, it matters to God. When you don't steward and when you don't increase in profit, that matters to God. That matters to God, right? It says, and then so he took the one talent that the guy bared and gave it to the guy that, had, that, that, that made the 10 talents, right? And that's why he says in verse uh, 29, for everyone that have shall be given and, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken even that which he hath. This is why the rich get richer and the poor get poor is a spiritual law. Right. So you got to transition yourself out of the poor class into the rich class. Come on. And then you got to learn the laws that govern the prosperity of your nation. Come on now and learn the laws of the rich. That's good. That's, that's what you need to do. But see, you got to have more to receive more. Mm -hmm. That's a spiritual law. Mm -hmm. That's why God wants you. I ain't saying be greedy, but that's why God wants you in a house. That's right. That's why God wants you riding a nice car. Yes. He is the God of more than enough. More than. He wants you to have more than enough, more than one car, more than one house. Why? Because he wants you to be a blessing to someone else. Yes. God ain't giving you six houses just for you to live in them. Come on. He ain't giving you 20 cars just for you. Okay, there are some people he wants you to bless. Mm. Huh? Because poor people can't help nobody. Say that one more time. When you poor, you can't help nobody. That's right. You're not bringing no profit to Jesus Christ. Or the king. Jesus wants to profit off you. He said, one, 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 one other uh, translation said, uh, of thou wicked and unprofitable servant. Mm -hmm. He was unprofitable. Don't you know as a servant, God, he, the, the Bible says God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Mm -hmm. Why? Because he wants, he likes to profit off of his servants. God wants to profit off of you. God is a businessman. Jesus said, I must be about my father's business. Mm -hmm. God has a, we, we need to learn the business of the father. Then, it's, then it says here, it says, it says, and cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. Mm -hmm. That's hell. Uh, out of darkness, and where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. God will judge you eternally by how you handle money in the natural. Are we in the book? Come on. I ain't saying you're going to go to heaven for being poor. But what I'm saying is that when you don't handle God's money right, it's going to affect your eternal status and judgment. Mm. That's so Wow. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> it's right there. Yeah. See, that, that, that's why we think money don't matter. Yes. You know, but 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 God going to judge you for your financial status and what you did with it to build the kingdom. And I think the other piece to that is that people don't have a vision for their giving. 
See, the problem Come is on. we have a vision for our receiving, but we don't have a vision for our giving. Come on. I want a house. I want a car. I want land. I want to be able to give this to my children. I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to show so-and-so that got on my nerves that booger, look, I made it. This is what right. I did. This is what my God did for me. But if you don't have a vision for your giving, it's never going to occur to you to be a blessing to somebody else. So you have to have, and don't you know, just having a vision for your giving automatically positions you to receive and to be financially blessed and to put you in a place of overflow. If your vision is to be able to give a million dollars, you know how much money you got to make to give a tithe of a million dollars? Yeah. But see, people don't think about their giving. And it shows that some people are still under the dominion of mammon. We'll have to Come save on. that for yeah, a whole other episode. Whole but episode. it's just like, okay, if you got six houses and you can't give one up, something's wrong with you. Come on. Some, something's wrong with you. The abundance is not just for you. And I think that's the other lie, that, that the other religious lie that has to be broken up. The overflow is not just for you. It's giving to you, but it's not only for you. Come on. It's, it's for other ones that you have to bless and see if you can't be, if God can't give you something for you to give it away and trust that he'll replace it, then that's why you don't have it. You have what you can handle. I remember talking to somebody one time and they were going through talking about, you know, a certain amount of money that they used to make. And they're like, okay, well, I feel like I did better when I made less money than that. And that's why God brought you back down to making less. God is going to bless you and, and financially increase you on a level that you're actually going to continue to be responsible and, and not lose your morals and lose all your mindset about how you were handling it. If you're more responsible over $25,000 than you are over $125,000 to save your soul, God going to keep you at that $25,000. God gave every man, he severeth according to every man's own ability. That part. So when you start trying to go beyond mm. that ability, okay, that's when you start running into all these problems. See, you need you need to increase from where you can handle, mm -hmm. not trying to go over and beyond. And then you, you got to develop the mindset for mm -hmm. where you're going. You understand? You got to develop the mindset for where you're going. So, yeah, if you can't handle a thousand dollars, you can only handle a hundred. Then God is going to start increasing you from a hundred. Yep. Not a thousand. And your and your slow and your rise to the top going to be low and slow. Yep. Low and slow. The reason why it's taking some of y'all so long to be put to, to prosper because your mindset ain't ready. Yeah. Your mindset, your mindset is not in alignment with God in this area. Mm hmm. You know, uh, I heard of somebody winning the lottery and next thing you know, they want to buy all these sons, Lamborghinis, buying them houses. You, 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 you broke when you got the money. Mm -mm. You are a darn idiot. Look at all them taxes you have to pay on that. People don't think all them taxes you have to pay on that kind of stuff. And then, you know, you, you, you I, I think it was like what, a hundred thousand, a hundred million dollars or something like that in the lottery something like that. And, and and I mean, start just 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 start buying a bunch of stupid it was stuff. Four hundred and sixty-seven million dollars. Oh, it was. Yes. Okay, four hundred sixty-seven million dollars. Okay, first of all, half of that gonna be chopped in taxes. <laughs> okay, the Uncle Sam wants to take half of that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so 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 that that's so now that. we're about at two hundred and. 
23 point something million at that point. So half, because half of it's half gone. Half of it's gone. So at that point. <laughs> and see, some people, some people, they don't want the payments in chunks. Mm -hmm. They want it all. That's dumb. That's dumb. Because you want to take care of a bunch of. If you can't handle it all at one time, don't get it all at one time. Know thine self. <laughs> Give me over four hundred million dollars. I'll show you what to do with it. But that brings me to my next point. Find economical ways to reward yourself. If you are gonna buy yourself something, didn't nobody say don't buy yourself nothing? Didn't nobody say don't don't reward yourself at times? Don't treat yourself. Sometimes, eventually, you're gonna need new clothes, whether you want them or not. You're gonna need new shoes. I mean, eventually, you're gonna need a new car. These are things that are part of life. Okay, but find economical ways to reward yourself. Just because you need something, well, you well, I, I I need a new suit. Okay, but do you have to spend X amount of dollars on it? Wait till it goes on sale. Come on, find find a clearance. See if you you can. There are all these places have rewards and points and and gift cards, and there are ways to get the things that you need without spending a bunch of money. I was talking to somebody um, a couple of weeks ago and they were talking about, well, you know, I wanted to do this and I wanted to, but this is expensive. I said, well, listen, find out when they have a sale. Don't you know a lot of companies have at least an annual sale? If they're not about to have a sale now because they're about to start Christmas shopping and all that silly stuff. They, they have an annual sale. They have a biannual sale. Get what, set your money aside, get what you need during the sale and then you have enough. That way you can afford to get what you need and, and what you utilize at a price that is more economical. Just because you have it doesn't mean you have to pay full price. Who said because you got it that you have to pay full price? Hmm. Yes, it's nice to be able to, but but why pay full price just because you can? When you could actually spend less and then be a blessing to somebody else with the rest of that money. Right. See, that's how I think about it. If, if I'm not going to pay full price, if I had in mind to pay $100 for something and I get it for $50, that means I now have $50 to bless with somebody else because I was going to spend the money anyway. Right. Why not be a blessing to somebody else and help somebody else with that same money? Yeah. But see, we think, well, it's mine. I mean, mm -mm. So definitely, do you have any closing remarks for the people? I think this was a loaded one. Um, we're probably going to oh, yeah. have to revisit this topic because there was a lot in here. Oh, yeah. So if we don't revisit it next episode, we'll revisit a couple episodes down the line. So what do you want to say in closing today? According to the book, okay, wise stewards, okay, um, God, God looks at that thing. Yes, he does. You know, and this is, you know, you know, these, these are the things that are, that are part of our judgments when we stand before him, you know, because see, when he says, well done and good and faithful servant, that ain't that, that that ain't just for doing good ministry and preaching the gospel. It's also equivalent to how you handle your money, too. Absolutely. And, and kingdom resources. Absolutely. And you've got to start looking at the resources that you receive, not just as something for you, but also something to advance the kingdom and to yes. be a blessing to other people. And remember, you are receiving according to your own abilities. Find your abilities, increase your abilities, and you'll be able to increase what comes through your hands. So listen, I want to thank you for joining us, everybody. Definitely make sure that you like, subscribe, and share. Hit that notification button. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you click the links in the description so you can find out how you can support our podcast so we can continue bringing you the same great content that we've been bringing you. Until next time, goodbye.